What's up everyone, this is Don Suave. First and foremost, I'd appreciate everyone for viewing my video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and also comment. Also hit that notification button below as well. Alright, let's get on with the show. Dinosaurs looked at them the wrong way once. You know what happened to them next. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is so disrespectful, and I'm your host, Don Suave. So before we get started, please make sure to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, broadcast out of the seven cities, and also the podcast, The So Disrespectful radio show now we're going to get started with a quote this comes from our former president abraham honest lincoln he said you cannot escape the responsibilities of tomorrow by evading it today simple and plain don't procrastinate procrastinate will, will make you stall stuff delay things to the fact that you might not even do it no start off by doing it today start in doing it today consistency i'm telling you Faith, consistency, and hard work is all you need in your business or a dream or vision, whatever it is. So we're going to go and start off with our NFL Week 7 recap. And you already know this NFL season has definitely been weird, but at the same time, it's been kind of exciting because it's literally like any given Sunday. It's like the certain teams that you knew were not going to be good are good. And teams that you for sure was going to be good. I mean, what's going on? So let's get to it. We're going to start right about now. So we had on Thursday night, we had the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay 27-22. to Starting on Sunday, we had Denver playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I'm not even going to lie. This was really a surprising game because I saw Denver been playing. But then again, Jacksonville is still Jacksonville. So Denver won that game 21 to 17. And possibly the game of the week in this week, Carolina Atlanta. And I don't know. Both teams don't really have good records. But if y'all ever get a chance to on NFL Network or YouTube or whatever, look at that game. That game was really good. And it came down to a Hail Mary that Carolina should have won the game with, but so a certain player on the Panthers took off their helmet, and you already know what that is. 15-yard penalty. And because of that, overtime came, and Atlanta won 37-34. In a beatdown. I mean, they were playing with their food. 
The Dallas Cowboys beat the Chicago Bears 49 to 29. And another good game, Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. Miami win 31 to 27. Captain Kirk Cousins does it again. Team one lost once, and they just running. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 34 to 26. And the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders. Saints left the Raiders with a donut. Zero. Tired. They beat them 24 to zero. New England versus the Jets. Now in the game, I could have sworn the Jets was going to win this game, but you know sometimes you can't bet against Belichick. But the Patriots did win, 22 to 17. In the battle of the Pennsylvania teams with Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, Philly won that game, 35 to 13. Tennessee and Houston, division rival game. Tennessee wins, 17 to 10. The the legend of Taylor Heineke continues. And we're going to talk more about that later on the show. The Commanders beat the Indianapolis Colts 17-16 on a three-game winning streak for them. Next, we finally see the team that we, a lot of us believe are going to be really fighting for that Super Bowl position. The San Francisco 49ers. They beat the defending champions, the Rams, 31-14. And again, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, but apparently it wasn't. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Giants. 27-13 and then Buffalo doing Buffalo things they beat Green Bay Packers 27-17 and on Monday night the Cleveland Browns led by Jacoby Brissett beat the Cincinnati Bengals a team that was just in the Super Bowl last season the Browns beat them 32-13 now we're going to take a look at the standards right now and remember I told you at the beginning, the NFL season is, is getting kind of is weird. I'm going to tell you why. First off, we already know the AFC. The AFC East, Bills are going to be top dogs. We already knew that. They box office. But we have the Jets and the Dolphins right under them, 5-3. and three. And the last team in their division is the Patriots. I mean, this is, we talk about New England Patriots for the past 20 years have been running that division. As a matter of fact, a lot of people will even say that Tom Brady is not the GOAT on because that division has always been weak. So he basically begins the playoff off a weak division. Like the Patriots the last one this time. And the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens is taking this one right now, five and three. With the Cincinnati Bengals four and four, the Browns three and five, and the Steelers two and six. And AFC South, only one team with a winning record, the Tennessee Titans. And it's kind of not surprising because, as you can see, the Houston Texans is garbage. Jaguars, garbage. And the Colts, well, you know, they just benched their starting quarterback. And they just fired the offensive coordinator. That team right now is a shambles. And now you got the AFC West. Like, once again, we already know Kansas City Chiefs are going to be running that division. They're 5-2. You got the Chargers, 4-3, Broncos, 3-5, and, and the Raiders, 2-5. and five. Now we're going to the NFC, and what's quite positive, the best, best division in all the NFL. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, 8-0, the only undefeated team. We have the Cowboys and the Giants tied at 6-2, and once again, on a three-game winning streak, the Washington Commanders are 4-4. Four and, four. and we're going to talk, and just think about this, and we're going to talk about it later. If the Commanders win, they'll be 5-4. Just think, 
This team was was in the news for a lot of stuff. And actually, we're going to talk about that more, too. But just give you a little quick summary. Remember how Ron Rivera, they was asking him, what's, the, what's going on between the commanders and everybody else? He's his quarterback. And then all the stuff with, with Dan Snyder. Then all the stuff with the players. And all the stuff with the fans being so divided. And just a look at it right now, they're at 500. Which means they will, if they beat the Vikings this Sunday, they will have a winning record. Five and four. And which a lot of people are saying, can one division have all the teams go to the playoffs? And honestly, it's looking like that. The Commanders win. And let's say the Niners lose, the Falcons lose, they would literally have the wild card position. So let's go to the NFC North again. Of course, like I said, we got the Vikings, six and one, the Packers three and five, the Bears three and five, and the Lions one and six. NFC South, which is a, once again is very surprising. The Falcons are leading their division four and four. Belt Bucks and the Saints are three and five, and the Panthers are two and six. And now in the NFC West, the Seahawks. Remember, this is the same Seahawks team that had Russell Wilson last year. And a lot of people was like, what, y'all not going in with a quarterback? You know, what's going on, y'all? They are doing dumb things. Well, it looks like Pete Carroll may not be on a hot seat now. Because they're leading their division 5-3 and three with Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I'm going to do like Dr. Umar Johnson do sometimes. I got repeated about 15 times. Geno Smith is their quarterback. And Kenneth Walker is their running back. They're winning. Hey, at the end of the day, it's all about wins. The 49ers are 4-4, four and, four, and the Los Angeles Rams 3-4, and four, and lastly, the Cardinals are 3-5. and five. So, that's that recap right there, and also the standings. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to do some more NFL news. We're going to talk about the transactions that's been happening, because, you know, we just had the deadline. So, we're going to talk more about that. Right now, you're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. Look, make a wish. I wish for a biggie bag from Wendy's. I wish everyone loved each other and was all... That is a great wish, Jimmy. Get a bacon double stack with a quarter pound of fresh beef, nuggets, fries, and a drink for just five bucks. Wendy's biggie bag is everything you could wish for. He has a diary. It is called... The Guinness Book of World Records. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, everybody. So, like I said before, we're going to talk about the NFL transactions that just happened. We're going to do a little rundown of everything so we get you call to date about the trade deadline, the signing, the release, all that good stuff. Now, the trade deadline did have ended this past Tuesday. This was an exciting week. Many players have been traded, big names at that, released, and even executives like staff members have been fired. I said this a few weeks ago that the NFL season has been different, and I'm going to continue saying that because it's looking like it is. The same with the NBA as well. But with the NFL, it's like you know the great team, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, but then you had teams with great records but are nowhere near respected like the Vikings, Jets, Ravens, Titans, Giants, and Seattle. So with the trade deadline that just happened this past Tuesday, 
The NFL was shaken again by the transactions. For starters, the Bills. Bills got Naheem Hines from Indianapolis and exchange for Zach Moss in a conditional 2023 six-round draft pick, which can become a fifth-round draft pick. The Bears, Justin Fields got some help. He, they have acquired Chase Claypool from Pittsburgh in exchange for a 2023 second-round draft pick, pending the physical. See, the Coasters is on a uh, different time right now. They already bitched Matt Ryan. Now, they fired the offensive coordinator, Marcus Bradley. Now, here's another one. The Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins got better. They traded, excuse me, they traded their 2023 fifth-round draft pick, pending a physical to San Francisco 49ers for Jeff Wilson. That's not it, fellas. They also acquired Bradley Chubb. On a five-year, $119 million contract extension. The Vikings got better as well. They traded their 2023 second round and a 2024 third-round draft pick. And it's safe for the tight end TJ Hawkinson. A 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-round pick. The Ravens. Their defense got a little bit better now. They traded Raquel Smith to Chicago in exchange for A.J. Klein. And a 2023 second round and a fifth round draft pick. And we're going to finish it with this. The Washington Commanders, they got rid of, well, we'll, we'll put them on professional terms. They traded William Jackson III to Pittsburgh. And they finally, finally designated Chase Young to return to practice. <sighs> Can't wait to see that. Now, as you can see, there were more teams who had transactions before the deadline. So, we're about to see how these teams are going to adjust with the second part of the season coming up. Now, after this break, we're going to finish up the NFL by doing the Week 9 picks. Stay tuned. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Ramey Tazewell is your hometown, your deal, your way dealer. Check out our full inventory online at RamyTazwelldelivers.com. So come on down to your hometown dealer, Ramey Tazwell, today, where we do your deal your way. When the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for help. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And now this is the portion of the session. We're going to end this NFL thing. We're going to go, on, go and get my picks that we got for this upcoming week. So, start off, we're going to have the Eagles over the Texans. We're picking the Chargers over the Falcons. Dolphins over the Bears. Bengals over the Panthers. We're going to see if Aaron Rodgers can still hold up to his ownership of the Lions. So I'm picking the Packers over the Lions. Man, we already see what happened with the Colts. And we are in Patriots. <sighs> Who knows? But just for this game, I'm taking the Patriots over the Colts. Now this is gonna be a good game right here. Bills and the Jets. It's gonna be a real good game. But I'm sorry. Bills seem to be on a whole nother level. So I'm taking the Bills over the Jets. The return of Kurt Cousins, Captain Kurt. Returning back to Washington. You know, he may innovation, may not. He deserves it. Let's be real. But we're still picking the Commanders over the Vikings. 
We got the Rays and the Jaguars. We'll see if the Rays can redeem themselves, you know, get put a zero on them, get they'll get put in a donut by the Saints. But the Jags are still the Jags. They're all who we thought they were. So I'm still picking the Rays over the Jaguars. Seahawks and the Cardinals. You know, Seahawks, you know, they just came with victory over the Giants, and that's not a bad team. So, and the Cardinals, they just lost to Minnesota. So, for that reason, I'm picking the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Rams and Bucks. <laughs> Rams and the Bucks. You know, they always said never bet against Brady. But, like I said, this year, it seemed like to be a good bet now. And I'm going to take that bet. So I got the Rams over the Bucks. Now another good game, the Chiefs and the Titans. Well, like I said about Buffalo, Kansas is on a whole nother level. They still got Patrick Mahomes. So just because of that, I'm taking the Chiefs over the Titans. And Monday night game, Ravens and the Saints. I can't bet against Lamar Jackson, even though the Ravens D and also what? It's the Ravens. It's Saints. I mean, they just lost Michael Thomas. And, you know, we don't know. They got a bunch of questions, too, at the NFC South. So, there's too many questions to be answered. So, that's why we're going with the Baltimore Ravens. So, coming up after the break, we're going to update on the World Series and the NBA. Stay tuned. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. Heart-pounding design. Intelligent technology. Courageous performance. Discover a new world of possibilities in the all-new Lexus RX. Never lose your edge. He can play the violin with a piano. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you very much for attending. So, like I said, we're going to do a little update on the two sports. First, we're going to give the World Series, which is the baseball. And it seems as the Houston Astros has pulled off the victory, winning their second World Series in franchise history. They have finally beaten the Philadelphia Phillies 4-1, to one, taking the series four games to two. Um, This was a really good series. Oh, definitely the pitching from the Astros has really done a lot. So, well, there goes another Philly team that went down. It's like they still got the Eagles to attend to. And that's we go to the NBA. Now, this is it's still the beginning of the season, don't get me wrong. But it's starting to look like, like the Bucks may be the best team in, in the NBA. Hands down, they're not enough. But what's a surprising thing, though, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this is what this is about, LeBron, are seven and one. I mean, don't get me wrong, Allen's playing great. They, they still got Spider, Garland, Spider, Donovan Mitchell, if you don't know. They got Garland, I mean, they got some, they got some people on their team. You know, you could got Boston at six and three, the Hawks six and three, the Raptors, and then. My team, the Bulls. Uh, Raptors five and four. Bulls five and five. And then after that, there's a bunch of losing teams. Now, let's go to the West. Now, look, now listen to this. Now, mind you, the West is loaded. You got the Pelicans with 
Zion Wilson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCullough, Lakers, LeBron, Russell, KD, Clippers, uh, John Wall, Kwilin, Paul George. Yeah. And the Warriors as well. Selkirk, Clay, Draymond, and Williams. Do you know why I name all those teams? Because all those teams I mentioned, only one of them is actually uh, I give a little two are pretty good. But the other two, there's nowhere to be seen. The Lakers are two and six. Golden State. Golden State Warriors. I had to take a pause on that one. What do you call it? What do you call it? Pregnancy pause. Golden State are three and seven. What? Telling me that Oklahoma City Thunder have a better record than the Golden State Warriors. The Sacramento Kings have a better record than the Golden State Warriors. This is a team that still has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Looney, Jordan Poole. Three and seven? What? The Timberwolves got a better record than that. Spurs got a better record than them. <laughs> you realize y'all that they only one game ahead of Los Angeles Lakers and they are trash. Well, I don't know now. Maybe this little quote unquote new role of Russell Westbrook is starting to may pick up. Who knows? But the top team in the West is a tie between the Blazers, the Suns, and you can put the Jazz in there, 7-3. You got the Grizzlies, 6-3. Nuggets, 6-3. Mavericks, 5-3. And and once again, the Trailblazers are 6-2, and, and Suns are 6-2. That's not a pretty bad outcome to be around. That's not a pretty fast um, record, neither. You know, hey, who's gonna be the team that they throw the, the Milwaukee Bucks? Mm. I don't know if the NBA season may turn out something, but then again, it's still early. Little November. We ain't even, we ain't nowhere near the All Star break. And that's when really things happen after. So we'll definitely uh keep you updated on the on the standings. Now remember I said we were gonna talk about the scores, right? Well, speaking about scores, we have right now playing at this moment the Phoenix Suns playing the Trailblazers. They're leading 100 to 77. Sheesh. Mm. The Kings beat the Magic 126 to 123. Brooklyn Nets beat the Charlotte Hornets 98 to 94. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Pelicans 124 to 121. The Celtics beat the Knicks 133 to 118. The Bucks continue on their undefeated streak. Beat the Thunder 108 94. The Timberwolves beat the Houston Rockets 129 to 117. And the Nuggets beat the Spurs 126 to 101. And now it's Saturday's game. And we're going to do Friday's game. For Friday's game, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers 
beating the Detroit Pistons 112-88. Well, the Pacers in a, in a close game with the Miami Heat 101-99. We have the Knicks beating the Philadelphia 76ers 106-104. We have the Nets again. And even though this, this game <laughs> clearly showed what the Nets can be. I don't know if y'all seen it, but y'all gonna go see it. Compare that KD move that he put on to the move that Al Iverson did. It's always the exact same. In the fact that Iverson took it in and KD shot it, but I had to shit my head for that one. KD hit the left, right, left, right man did a little split. He got them ankles. He need an ankle insurance. The final score of that game was 128-86. Yes, you heard me. They beat him up 42 points. Whew. Next game, the Celtics beat the Bulls 123-119. The Grizzlies beat the Hornets 130-99. Man, these are some blowouts. The Clippers beat the Spurs 113-106. The Mavericks beat the Raptors in a one-point game, 111-110. The Pelicans beat the Warriors 114 105. The Buccaneers. The, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Timberwolves 115 102. The Trailblazers beat the Phoenix Suns in a close, close, close game 108 but what we really need to talk about it. this. This is the top story of the NBA. And all I gotta say is, it was inevitable. The Brooklyn Nets have finally fired Steve Nash as the head coach, and reportedly is going out to Celtics former head coach, Iman Odoka. What made the story nowhere near shocking was because even hired as a head coach, you know, everybody basically had their eyebrows raised. Then later with Kyrie saying we don't need a coach, to later not living up to their full potential. And recently, during a Durant gate in the offseason, it was reported that Durant asked for national March to be fired over the summer before sending his trade request before the season. Now, even though Durant was rocking with Nash during his time with the Warriors, but it's different between player development consultant and head coach. Key word in that statement is, player which means one-on-one -on -one. but when you're a head coach you take on the responsibilities of the team which means lineups adjustments plays motivate encourage coach them up I mean, these are grown men nas was just not was just not it for one he nowhere near looks like someone who could control the room two he had eagles as high as the sun on the team and you have to be the one to shut it down and it looked like he couldn't do that. Then it's three. Remember Kyrie said that they don't need a head coach? But before Nash was high, so, so fast forward to now, it's basically inevitable for him to be fired or for Nash to leave. Funny thing is Durant didn't even get to notice that this team was firing Steve Nash. When they asked him how he found out, this was his response. About 1.15, I woke up from my nap and turned to the right and seen it on ESPN. Could you imagine you hearing that news as a player? 
You took a pregame nap. Woke up probably went to the kitchen. Got some food. Some drink. You sit down. Turn your TV. And then boom. Your head coach is fired. Now you sitting there with the what in the world face going on. Because now you're trying to process everything that just happened throughout the week. We, we, we don't have practice. We have film, workouts, preparing for the team you're playing that day. And now you're without your leader. What do you do then? Do you pay, basically play rec ball on the NBA stage? What do you guys think? And coming up after the break, we have Washington Commander News. Stay tuned. You're listening to the So Disrespectful Radio Show. This fall, enjoy coasting and casting. Enjoy seaside shows and scenic drives. Enjoy summer a little longer in Ocean City, Maryland. He does not get frostbite. He bites frost. Carrie, Don Suave. Welcome back, and this is the segment for the Take Command News of the Washington Commanders. And this is the recap of Week 8. Well, the legend continues for Mr. Taylor Heineke as the Commanders won their third straight game with him under the center. Two of those uh, three games had Taylor Heineke. And the last game against the Colts, once again, the game had fans biting their nails watching it. The game was very close to the end, with the Colts leading in the beginning, 16-7. And once again, towards the end of the game, Taylor Heideke legend status took a couple of steps up as he drove the commander down the field for a, six, for a field goal, 16-10. And was seconds on the game, Taylor Heideke, he pulled a Patrick Mahomes by saying, uh, bleep it, Terry McLaurin down there somewhere. And threw a jump ball between Terry McCorn and Stephen Gilmore. And as Terry came down with the ball. One play later, Taylor runs a quarterback sneak to take the lead, 17-16. And ultimately, the defense held up and the commanders won the game. Taylor Heineke finished with 279 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. I mean, sometimes he, he the interception has got to be there. But long as that W is in that W column. He also did 29 yards on the ground with the game winning touchdown at the one-yard line. Another interesting stat is since Heineke has been in the starting position, the number one receiver who for weeks kept his cool, played his position, said the right things on the mic, PR was looking good, he ain't spazzed out. I'm talking about Terry McLaurin. He has been fired up for a couple of weeks. You don't believe me? Go look at social media. I mean, the man literally had, I, I think you've probably seen his face more times this whole season since the past two weeks. He done took his helmet off in, a, in on the field, took his helmet off, walking off the field, took his helmet off, celebrating. Hey, but, I mean, look at it. For the past two weeks, he's been getting the ball. And this past game against the Colts, he had six catches with 113 yards. And this is his homecoming because he is from that, that area. The heartbeat of this team, the defense, they held their own by the usual Ben, Ben, Ben. So just Ben Moore 
just don't break. They only gave up one touchdown and three field goals, but they had key stops at the end for the commanders to make their comeback to win the game. So Heineke is on a two-game winning streak. The commanders on a three-game winning streak. So remember the questions I posed last week? If Heineke kept winning, do you put in Carson Wentz when he's healthy? Let's go deeper than that. Will this be another dumb decision by Washington to go get Wentz when Taylor is there and instead work on the offensive line and other positions? Now, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If Taylor Heineke wins again against the Vikings in the return of Captain Kirk Cousins this Sunday, Wentz not coming back into the starting position. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was up for a trade as well. Look, we don't know how long this legend of Heineke will continue. But for right now, I don't care what anybody says. Because a win is a win is a win. What, what Dominic Toretto said, you can win by one mile, 100 miles. A win is a win. And that's all that matters. Now, coming up after the break. Possibly the best news a Washington fan could have heard in over 20 years. Find out next. You're listening to the So Disrespectful radio show. At Onondaga Community College, you have the opportunity to college your way. So whether you want to college this way, this way, or that way, just make sure you college your way. He is the only man to ever defeat a brick wall in a game of tennis. Here is Don Suave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. And this past Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. A date which will live in infamy. As the Washington Commanders co-owners Daniel and Tanya Snyder announced that they have hired Bank of America Securities to explore potential transactions involving the team. Now, the details are not specified whether sale of the team or pursue of minority investors. All I got to say, and I speak for the majority of the fans, is this. I get emotional myself when I think about the damn Snyder finally potentially selling the tea. Oh my God. You got to understand. Ever since this man bought the team in 99, it's been a headache after headache. A relief for a time. Then a headache after a headache. A relief. Then again, a headache. People have lost hands to this team. Minds have been stressed, and the final straw was this case against them. Well, actually, in my opinion, 
What Snyder was rumored to hold finance for other teams when they visited the stadium, that to me was the final straw because you don't mess with people's money. That's one of the ultimate rules not to mess with the others, people's food. It was on the horizon because they couldn't get another stadium. Those reports of workplace misconduct where women were rising, the stadium is the worst of the NFL. The product of the field has been lacking for a long time. And to hear that when owners met, ownership of Washington comes into discussion. Snyder tried to hide it and do more political moves. So people would try to sweep it under the rug. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's just let's take a little let's take a little dive into it. You change the name to Commanders to quote unquote honor the people of Washington, PC. You hired the first black president of a team. Even though he may he could probably deserve it, that still to others still like a PC move. You hire a woman women running back coach. You hire more minorities of women in the organization. So people will say, hey, Washington is a very diverse place. That could be what the reports say. Man, please. That doesn't change the fact that Daniel Snyder has ran this franchise straight to the ground. And on a personal level, there has been... <sighs> This has been one of the best weeks being a fan of this team. For winning three straight games, to hear Chase Young is coming back, to hear Daniel Snyder's potentially selling the team. I mean, can somebody, somebody just take me there? So what this really means to everybody. The catalyst of the problem for over 20 plus years could be out the door as it in stage left. Get out! And we do have potential buyers for the team from Jeff Bezos and Jay Z and even Byron Allen, who is the HBCU GO owner. All in all, if Daniel Snyder and his family are gone from this team, this deserves a celebration. DJ, hit it! You thought the party was over? Nah, 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 nah. Bring it right back, DJ.
Yeah. I had to turn up for a moment. We don't even need to go to another break. We're going to just end the show just like this. This is it for it. I'd like to thank everybody who listened. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Broadcast of the Seven Cities. Like, share, subscribe, and comment as well. Also, subscribe to the podcast show, So Disrespectful Radio Show. So until next time, stay blessed, stay good, and stay lifted. Peace. I'm so disrespectful. So, so, so disrespectful. I'm so disrespectful. So, so, so disrespectful.